When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a little less than 15 minutes from now, we will have Monday Night Football on our televisions, waiting for Broncos Bills to kick off on ESPN. Kickoff is at 8.15 Eastern. We will keep you updated on that game all the way through here on Amber and Ian. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Before we get back to this matchup, though, let's talk generally about yeah. the best division right now in football, which is the AFC North. Jonathan Zaslow, a lot of people making much about these teams. And if the playoffs started tomorrow, all of these teams would be in, which if the playoffs start tomorrow. I usually tomorrow, like saying really if they weird. started today. Oh, You're yeah. doing it if they start tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Right. Well, things don't actually change like for these today. teams between today and tomorrow since all these teams have already played but sure if they started today they'd all be in the postseason which would be strange if they started today since there are 17 weeks in a nfl season oh yeah, yeah 18 weeks in an nfl season but with the ravens the steelers the browns and the Bengals all in the mix jonathan saslow who the is hunt. the best team? They're all in the hunt. Who's the well, best the, team in this division? The, with the Bengals' loss yesterday, they've actually dropped out, and Houston's taken their spot. But like going into this week, all four AFC North teams were currently slotted as playoff teams. I don't think this is a surprise, though, right? Weren't we all... like? I feel like pretty much everyone was in agreement. I think a lot of people thought the AFC East was going to be super strong. Buffalo, Miami, the Jets. And then you had the crazies who thought that New England was going to be better than, you know, they're going to be, you know, not everyone's perfect, whatever. Uh, But the AFC North, I feel like most people thought this was going to be a great division. I mean, I, I thought and still do think that three out of four AFC North teams are going to make the playoffs. It may be a different three than I thought was going to be the three out of the four in the AFC North because right now Cincinnati's on the outside looking in the hunt. But Baltimore lost this weekend. Cleveland comes up with a huge win over them, obviously. Pittsburgh, I'm not giving that nod to Amber because they're like the most Fugazi 6-3 and three team I've ever seen they've I don't I wonder if this has ever happened before Amber call up ESPN stats and info Mm. through nine games of the season has any NFL team been outgained every single game yet had the winning percentage that the Steelers have right now at six and three because that's what's going on they've been outgained every single game and for the season they're they're a minus they're I think minus 25 or something Uh, the Steelers are very fugazi in my opinion Baltimore, terrible loss, but I still think Baltimore is the best team in that division. They lost to a Cleveland team who I don't have any faith in offensively. They got a gift late in that game with the pick six. The ball's deflected. Okay, they're back in it. They missed the extra point, and they still wind up getting an opportunity when the defense, that's the key, when the defense comes up with a stop because Amber, that Cleveland defense... 
I like I could for see. Real. <laughs> I could see. Well, they have the They're best defensive real. player. All right. I mean, Miles Garrett's yeah. unbelievable. Oh my gosh, this unbelievable. Guy. This guy, good. unbelievable. I feel like I could see this Cleveland t- defense, especially because January weather defense travels. I could see a scenario where we're watching an AFC divisional game or maybe even an AFC championship game, and and the Cleveland defense is keeping the Browns in that game with a chance to win, and then $250 million quarterback Deshaun Watson, it's coming down to him, and whether or not he can lead a drive to win the game. And I don't think he can. So I, I give Cleveland a nod. They're scary because of that defense. I still think it's Baltimore. Deshaun showed some old Deshaun though mm. yesterday, and that first that, series pick and six. that makes me pause <laughs> for a minute. I mean, okay, but it's twenty of thirty four, two hundred and thirteen yards. He had a tutty. He had an interception. Got hurt again. Got hurt again, but that's the story of Deshaun Watson. He keeps getting hurt. Which, by the way, the fact that he got hurt and hurt and stayed in the game. I feel like we can put to bed the whole conversation about Deshaun Watson. He's not playing because he doesn't want to play because he got paid and he's milking injuries because he certainly showed a lot of toughness in that game and staying in that game. He's showed toughness, frankly, throughout his entire career. So I've always felt like that was a bit of a strange conversation, but nevertheless, Deshaun Watson otherwise has not lived up to, I mean, close, even close to the expectations and, those expectations are always a little inflated because of the contract itself. Whenever we evaluate these quarterbacks, we always throw the numbers into it. That's never going to be completely fair to Deshaun Watson because, frankly, the number is so far above what anybody's ability. I mean, maybe Patrick Mahomes, but we've just never seen the guaranteed money look like it looked for Deshaun Watson. It's such an outlier in the market, in other words, that I think it's an impossible evaluation, an impossible standard to hold him to. What I think we can expect, though, is a very good quarterback back because oh by the way the last time that he was playing consistently in the NFL he wasn't a good quarterback he was a great quarterback so even if we take the expectation down a little bit because of all the time off and we gave him the time to come back last season and work his way back in and he had a whole preseason yaddy yaddy he should still be at least a good quarterback and he hasn't even been that I mean he hasn't even been a decent quarterback this season right but I saw it yesterday I saw it and if you start seeing it we're again with that defense, he doesn't need to be great, Zaslow. Correct. He just needs to be decent, frankly. That defense is that good, in my opinion. I think if Deshaun can do that, if that offense can just get to decent, then you're talking about a pretty unstoppable team for yeah, that division. And yeah, like Cleveland, Cleveland opened my eyes yesterday. I'm not ready to say that it's not Baltimore in the AFC North because Baltimore's defense is pretty good itself. And Lamar Jackson, even though the numbers aren't huge this year, I have a certain, I I have more trust in Lamar Jackson in a big spot at this point in his career than I do Deshaun Watson in a big spot in this point in his career. But like Cleveland may have showed me the most because I I still feel pretty bullish about Baltimore even after yesterday's loss because let's not forget what they did to Detroit right before that and you were singing Detroit's praises an hour ago you know Baltimore humbled them so I, I still think it's Baltimore in that AFC North but Cleveland I think you know moved the needle for me the most in that division yesterday two interceptions in that game for Lamar Jackson we have that faith in Lamar Jackson because of the entire body of work, as we yeah, should. But it. it ain't the best season. 
that Lamar Jackson's had, right? I mean, there's right. there's certainly some inconsistencies there, and you were just harping on Josh Allen and the interceptions and the turnovers for Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson certainly showed that in the game yesterday. So I, I don't I it's an odd division because yes, people will say it's the best division in the NFL, but it at is. the same time, I mean it is in terms of records, but at the same time, like I don't feel particularly confident about choosing either of these four teams. And I'm with you. I, I mean, the Steelers, you mean like choosing either either of the four teams to win the AFC? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. To, to win the AFC and also just if, even if we're saying who's going to end up being on top of the AFC North at the end of the season, who's winning this division. I mean, even that conversation's confusing because gotcha. the Steelers are sitting at second in that division and I'm with you. I feel like the Steelers so are fugazi. so fugazi. So and fugazi. I mean, sh- credit to Mike Tomlin, credit to that coaching staff. It's it's been remarkable what they've been able to do. Kenny Pickett has not been good this season. He still remains not good this season. I don't understand how they keep winning football games. They have the either. same record as the Dolphins. Zazzle, they have the same record as the Jags. They beat the it Ravens no a few weeks sense. ago. They beat the Ravens. It, it I don't I I can't explain it other than Tomlin. It's the only way for me to explain it. And and I mean you even saw, you saw Minka Fitzpatrick on the sidelines coaching the D coordinator. Did you see that? No. Which by the and then they got an interception and I mean remarkable job by Minka Fitzpatrick and also the fact that he that he knows that he has that respect amongst that coaching staff to be able to voice his opinion but it was very obvious on the sidelines that Minka Fitzpatrick was going to the D coordinator like no 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 look what they're doing look what they're doing we need to do this and that and then they did this and that and they end up with the win it's a weird Steelers team though that I have a hard time buying into and the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals, I was, you and I were Yesterday both Yesterday was really bad. Yesterday was really bad. I thought they were back after the win against Buffalo last week. Yesterday was a massive step in the wrong direction for them. I don't know what to do with that team. I thought this was going to be the story that it seems to be every season where they start off slow, Joe Burrow's not healthy, and then they get clicking to the right time. And yesterday threw a whole monkey totally wrench back. in that analysis. Yeah, I, I thought once they got to five and three, it's like we don't, we don't need to talk about the slow start that the Bengals got off to anymore because all that matters is they're five and three. They're a home win against the Houston Texans away from six and three. And if Cleveland, this is literally what I said with you on Friday night, and then if Cleveland beats Baltimore, which they did, they would be one game back of the division lead. So it doesn't matter that the Bengals got off to the slow starts. And yet yesterday, I mean, just Houston led that entire game. They were lucky that they had an opportunity late to tie it before C.J. Stroud then drove the field for the game-winning field goal. Like, that's that's a major, and especially at home, that's, mm-hmm. that's a major letdown for Cincinnati. Like, if they miss the playoffs, you could potentially look at yesterday's loss to Houston as the reason why the Bengals are missing the playoffs. So the best division in football, I don't really feel incredibly confident that any of those teams, though, are the best team by any means or close to it in the conference, which is very a very strange place to be. Coming up next here on Ambrini and Jonathan Zazlo in the saddle for Ian, the Bills and Broncos are at kickoff in just a couple minutes. Plus, what have we been the most right about and the most wrong about this mm. NFL season? season so far. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in these 
D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. In just a moment, we're going to reveal what we were right about and what we were wrong about as we entered this NFL season. Now we've got the power of hindsight here, Zaslow, halfway through the season. So I feel confident that we'll be able to come up with some things. A little bit yeah. harder for me than you because I'm never wrong about anything. I mean, if you want, I, I can, I'll, I'll make a list real quick about all the things you're wrong about. You want me to help you out? I mean, it would be, you, you're right. It would be a really I'll, quick list because I'll put it's together never existed. All, no, no, I'll just, they're all at the top of my, they're mm. at the forefront of my brain. I will put that list together. All right. Well, uh, that's happening in just moments. But first, let's talk about Monday Night Football because the Broncos and the Bills are just about to kick off here on our television sets and or this game is starting right now on ESPN. Getting underway, they have kicked off. The Monday Night Football Preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Not the most exciting matchup in the entire universe, Aslo. And I don't really know why it doesn't excite me much. I would say it's because the Broncos are disappointing yet once again. However, it's really the Bills component of this that makes it less exciting because I thought the Bills, speaking of things that we were right and wrong about, I thought the Bills were going to be much better this season than they've been. Well, the Bills just turned it over their second play, first play of the game. Bills just turned the ball over already. Well, it's uh, off to a good start. I wouldn't know because my television keeps crashing on me. I got you covered. Me. I so got I you covered. I appreciate it because I keep I, losing signal. I pay my cable bill. Josh <laughs> Allen, uh, James Cook fumbled, and Denver and Denver actually stripped him of the football. So Denver now has the ball on the Buffalo 28-yard line. Short field for Russell Wilson to start the game here in Buffalo. So there Cook. You Wilson can cook. We'll see if he's able to accomplish that goal. Zazlo will keep you updated on this game all throughout Amber. And you. you can find him at Zazlo show. You can find me as well at Amber W sports. Let's talk about what we are right and wrong about. So I will start there. The rare miss by Amber Wilson, where she's sort of wrong about something. I was wrong about the Bills. I really thought the Bills were going to be great again this season. I don't understand this Bills team, frankly. I don't understand why they aren't. I don't really understand why I was wrong, but they're sitting at 5-4 and four in the season. All right, so the, the Bills, like, we're more than halfway through the season. We pretty much know who everybody is at this point. 
So you are comfortable enough to say you have been the most wrong going into this year I, about what you expected out of Buffalo. You thought they were going to be really good, and they're obviously not. Well, hold on, hold on. There's still a lot of season left, okay? There's another half of the season. And I don't actually agree with you that we know what the Bills are at this point. It, I don't feel comfortable saying that because I, I don't really understand why they haven't been living up to expectations. It feels like a very strange season with Buffalo. And you and I know as Dolphins fans because the Bills – handled us. I think it's the worst loss that the Dolphins suffered this season, frankly. They lost to three very good teams, the Dolphins. The Bills loss, loss at this point is Bills. embarrassing for the Dolphins. Yes. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's the it's one loss. It's the yeah. only loss as a Dolphins fan that I find embarrassing. And yeah. it's and if you had told me in the preseason that it's the Bills loss, an interdivision loss to a very or a team that I expected to be great, that that was the team that was going to be embarrassing, I would have been shocked. Yeah, the Bills lost embarrassing. They lost by four touchdowns. But the the Bills have lost the Jets the Patriots. Those two teams Makes stink. No sense. I'm right. sorry. Those two teams stink. Uh, they also lost to Jacksonville. That was overseas. By the way, you're not sorry. You're you're not at all sorry. Definitely not sorry. Patriots. Like totally cool with it. Definitely <laughs> not sorry. It's just a thing to say. And the Bills lost last week to Cincinnati. And uh, after that game, I'm saying Cincinnati's back. And now this week, Cincinnati loses at home to Houston. So make of that what you want as the Denver Broncos get three 40-yard field goals. So 3 nothing. Buffalo's going to get the ball back. They're just a couple minutes into that game real quick. Right, what were you wrong about? There. Okay, the thing that I've been most wrong about going into this season, I was not a fan of Man Campbell. I thought he was, I thought he was just going to continue. I thought he was going to be a total meathead. I did not think the Detroit Lions were going to be anything. I know the Lions finished last year really strong, and I should have seen it coming. Because the last game of last season, Aaron Rodgers' final game as a Green Bay Packer, all he needed to do was win a home game at Lambeau Field. They had won like four in a row to get themselves in that position to make the postseason. And the Detroit Lions, who had nothing to play for going into that game, they won. All right, They take on the personality of their coach, and they spoil the Packers' season. I didn't think there would be any kind of carryover going into this season. I certainly didn't believe in Dan Campbell. You could do as many Oklahoma drills as you want. Doesn't mean you're a good football coach. And this Detroit Lions team... They're very good. They're going to win that North Division. They are absolutely contender in the NFC. After Philadelphia, and not everyone's sold on Philadelphia, who's 8-1, but after Philadelphia, it's up for grabs, who's the second-best team in that NFC. It very well could be Detroit. I thought the Lions were not going to be anything, and the Detroit Lions are really good. I've been most wrong about them. I was also a little wrong about them. I didn't think that they weren't going to be anything like you did. But I was tempered about them. I didn't necessarily, I didn't really, I didn't believe that they would also be Super Bowl contenders, which I still, listen, there's still a lot of season left to play before we get there. But they do look like the real deal. At this point in the season, they're certainly in the contenders conversation. And like you, and and again, you and I are both Dolphins fans, interim coach for the Dolphins. Dolphins. We had our own Dan Campbell experience. I'm sure that sort of factors in for both of us. Do you remember the first game? The first game he was interim coach of the Dolphins. They beat the Houston Texans by like 60. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. killed him. Mm-hmm. Like guys like playing for Dan Campbell. They do because of that whole kind of meatheady vibe, and it works. But I always felt like it was more sound bites and more fun Me too. than it was actual X's and O's production on the field. Yeah. yeah, and and apparently, 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 we were both wrong. The rare, wrong. the rare wrong. Again, once again, from Amber. I mean, you're wrong, wrong often, but the rare wrong um, from rare Amber wrong. Wilson. What were you right about? Yeah, I I was right and and pleasantly pleased at how right I was about the New England Patriots. 
I mean, I was telling anybody who has two ears, all right, even if you had one ear, if I saw someone who had one ear, I'm like, come over here and listen up. You got one good ear. Get on over here and listen to what I got to say. And I told you how terrible the New England Patriots were going to be this year, that Mac Jones is one of the worst, if not the worst, starting quarterback in the NFL, and the Patriots are going to be terrible, all right? Go look right now. The Patriots, they're second place in the NFL reverse standings. You know what reverse standings are? They're second place in the entire NFL. that's reverse. Reverse standings. Yeah. That means you're terrible. That means you're terrible. I was very right. Very right. And I love to see it. I was very right about the New England Patriots. I love it. I was right as well about the Patriots. I did not understand. I was right last year about the Patriots as well. I have not understood the hype. A lot of people still living in the past with the Patriots. So we were both right there. I just love how inept they are. They're such a disaster. They're so irrelevant. They're so inept. I love watching Bill O'Brien pointing and yelling at Mac Jones. Mac, like, Oh, they've destroyed Co- that kid, by the way. They yeah, have completely Coach mishandled that yeah. situation. They have completely mishandled that situation. They are, he's, he's destroyed. Like, it, it, I don't know if Mac Jones is a good player or not a good player, but I, I know. know that he doesn't have a shot. It's kind of like the way that I was just harping on Robert Sala and how he used Zach Wilson and, and sort of the treatment of him last season. I feel like the Patriots have done the same things with Mac Jones. Of course that kid's going to have absolutely no confidence, right? I mean, zero. And Bailey Zappi isn't the answer. I mean, triple coverage. It was, it was like two of the worst throws I've ever seen, by the way, back-to-back amongst two different quarterbacks. I just, it was it, just awful throws by both of them. When you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Zaz, that's what they say. That is what they say. There's just so much smartest guy in the room yeah. with that Patriots coaching staff. And it's like, yeah, you know what? You're not the smartest guy in the room. You don't have Brady. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. You're not sorry. You're not sorry. You're not sorry. Got to stop apologizing for that one. You're not sorry. You're very not sorry. I'm not sorry. Is it Bill in the ring camera video? What's that? Oh, you haven't seen the... Oh, 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 I know what you're talking about. No, I don't. It looks like him, but I don't think it is because of the neighborhood. It's a little confusing with the neighborhood. It's confusing. Maybe, it maybe looks like not him, but the neighborhood place, Let's move along. Lots of things happening in college football over the weekend. We'll get to some college ball next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Oh, another turnover for the Buffalo Bills in Monday Night Football. Not really Josh Allen's fault so much. That one, Jonathan Zaslow. It went right through the hands of Gabe Davis as they were threatening, and Denver now with their second takeaway of the game. So we will continue to keep you updated here on Amber and Ian on Monday Night Football. Josh Allen, Josh Allen interceptions, not a big deal. Okay, but that one wasn't really his fault, James, in fairness. Josh Allen interception, not really his fault. Nevertheless, it's going to count in the interception category, something that we have become accustomed to with Josh Allen. So we'll keep you updated on Monday Night Football as we roll along here on Amber and Ian, Jonathan Zaslow, in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. But let's turn our attention to the world of college football. Some firings happening, an AD stepping down, lots of news. And then, of course, there is Michigan as well. Chris Vanini. Chris Vanini, he is the senior writer for The Athletic. He joins us here on Amber and Ian. And Chris, thanks so much for your time. Let's start with Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. They pay him, what is it, $72 million uh, to walk away. I feel like all of us might be a little bit happier um, with getting let go if that was the payoff in order to depart. But nevertheless, there is a departure here. What happened between Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M? Why now? Well, it, it just never got going. And Athletic Director Ross Bjork said yesterday that he actually made the decision a week ago after Texas A&M lost to Ole Miss, uh, knowing that there was a Regents meeting coming up that week. So there was kind of a process they had to go through to kind of get the approval to do something uh, big like this. So, so that's that's why now, like, you know, the thought was, hey, you know, Jimbo Fisher has brought a lot of talent there. He's got the quarterback injuries this year. Give him another year to, 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 to do that. You can save a little bit on the bio. But at some point you think, hey, he's not the guy who's getting the most out of this talent. And because you have that talent there, maybe that's a reason to bring somebody else in. Bjork said, we felt like we were stuck. We were a car going 55 on the highway and they needed to do something different. So the first big, big domino of the carousel is underway. I think he also mentioned that Texas A&M should be in the national championship picture conversation each year. Is that realistic? Well, that's what they're paying for, and and they're not getting it. Uh, But the reality is Texas A&M hasn't won a conference championship since 1998. You know, this is a program that's never really put it all together, whether that's because of all sorts of administrative turnover, uh, moving to the SEC, misses here and there, a number of bad coaching hires that didn't work out, a number of coaching hires they gave extensions to for little to no reason that ended up making it costly to get out of them. But you look at that stadium, you look at Texas and being at the forefront of NIL, they, they recruit top five classes. You've got everything you could want for it to be uh, one of the top jobs in the country, but it just never has been. And so that's really the question. But if you're Texas A&M and you've got all this money going into it, you eventually have to get a return on your investment. And that's why they're making yet another change. And spending more money making that change. It's undeniable, though, the talent, the recruiting, that certainly was never the problem. But for some reason, it never translated to the field. Chris Vanini, the athletic senior writer, joining us here on Amber and Ian. What do we expect in terms of the future, though, with Texas A&M? Who are the top candidates? 
Well, I would expect them to make some big swings. Uh, they've got the money to try to do it. Not, not saying these guys would take the job or, or be interested, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they give some calls to Dan Lanning at Oregon, even though he's got a $20 million buyout to get out of there. Kalen DeBoer, the head coach at Washington, he's got a $12 million buyout to get out of there. Mike Norvell at Florida State, they're undefeated. Potentially Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, I think they'll all – uh, at least potentially be in the mix, or at least Texas a will try, but some other options, Jeff Trailer, the head coach at UTSA, he's a Texas guy through and through. Mike Elko, the head coach at Duke, he's a former Texas a defensive coordinator and is very well liked there. I think those are uh, some of the options. But, you know, when it's a job with this much money on the line, anything's possible. I, I wouldn't rule out almost anybody. You know, we didn't see Lincoln Riley going to USC. We didn't see Brian Kelly going to LSU. But for some of those types of jobs, anything can happen. Chris, true or false, Michigan is now America's team. (laughs) I'm going to go with false. uh, Unless you think of it like the Dallas Cowboys and that they're America's team and that if you don't like the Cowboys, you hate the Cowboys. I, I think that's kind of more the situation that they're in right now. Um, all the stuff about the adversity and everything they're going through. I mean, it's it's self-inflicted, so it it, it is what it is. Like I, I understand everybody within Michigan rallying around Harbaugh, Sharon Moore being emotional, all kinds of stuff. That's what you got to do. You got to have that edge, that motivation. You got to say that. Yeah, I just I don't think you could say Michigan versus everybody and also say America's team. They're kind of the opposite. Chris Vanini joining us here on Amber and Ian. Let's talk about another firing in the world of college football. Coming off of this weekend, Mississippi State fired Zach Arnett, a very short stint there as head coach of Mississippi State. Uh, where do we expect Mississippi State to go from here? You know, they've, uh, that's a place I think they're going to try to go uh, someone with head coaching experience this time around. You know, they went with Arnett, promoted from within. It didn't work out. Uh, but you look at what's been successful there recently. It's offensive-focused head coaches and and guys who kind of overachieve. Uh, that's what Dan Mullen was able to do there. That's what Mike Leach was able to do. So when I look at the possible options, I think Jamie Chadwell at Liberty kind of fits exactly what has worked at Mississippi State before. He's won at least 10 games for, uh, three of the last four years. Liberty's 10-0 and 0 this year, his first season there. He does a really good job with quarterbacks. That could be a fit. Uh, John Summerall at Troy, he's 20-4 and four in two seasons there. He's been an Ole Miss assistant. He's been a Kentucky assistant, uh, so he knows the SEC. Uh, he would bring a lot there. Willie Fritz at Tulane, uh, he's a 63, uh, kind of nearing the end of his career, but he went 12-2 and two last year, won the Cotton Bowl, beat USC. Tulane's 9-1 this year. Uh, he'd be an experienced guy if you want to bring him in. Uh, Rhett Lashley, the SMU head coach. Runs one of the fastest offenses in the country. Longtime Arkansas and Auburn assistant, so he's got some SEC ties there. So, uh, and then perhaps Dan Mullen. I, mean, I think I think you see if Mullen would be interested in coming back. Uh, you know, he obviously is the second winning his all-time uh, coach there. He's currently an analyst uh, over there at ESPN. So, I think those are some of the options uh, at the top that uh, that are, that are going to get looked at. Chris, it wasn't too many weeks ago where it looked like Alabama was going to wind up being uh, it was going to wind up being a down season for the Crimson Tide. And now it looks like a typical Nick Saban job where they're getting better as the season goes along. Uh, the outlook for Alabama the rest of the way here is what? 
they may they may get into the college football playoff after we all wrote them off a few weeks into the season. They lose to Texas. They played very poorly against USF, and Jalen Milrow didn't play in that game for a reason we never really got an explanation of. And you were we're all thinking this is going to be a two three loss season for Alabama. They don't have the offensive playmakers, the skill position guys that they had for a long time. This could be the downturn. And then suddenly they they. Start pulling it together. They get better as the year goes on. Burton becomes better as a receiver. And Jalen Milrow really comes into his own at quarterback. He is one of the most dynamic runners we have ever seen at that position. He is so fast, like on another level from a lot of the guys that we've seen in, in the past. And he's getting better and better each week throwing the ball, like simply put. And now Alabama's back to rolling over teams like like we're used to seeing. So uh, it's going to be Alabama-Georgia in, in the SEC championship game. And, if Alabama wins that, there's a real good shot they're competing for a national championship once again. Oh, wild uh, for them to get written off, for that quarterback to have getting, gotten written off as well, and for them, of course, to be right back here. Chris Vanini joining us. When you were going through the potential candidates for Texas A&M, for Mississippi State, and I understand other vacancies, I'm sure, will be coming our way at major programs, but one of the names that I didn't hear you mention is Deion Sanders. Is there any thought that he would be considered for any of those jobs coming up? Or is that something that you think, I mean, obviously the Buffaloes have a losing record right now. Do you think that that has something to do with why he's not in consideration or we don't hear his name as much? Yeah, not yet. I mean, they've lost six of seven. And I think some of the wins that we thought were impressive at the beginning of the year clearly are are not as impressive. And the biggest question everybody had when he got the job was how is he going to handle losing how is he going to handle a losing streak because he never had to go through that at jackson state well he handled it by demoting his offensive coordinator eight games into the season which raised a lot of eyebrows across the country uh they're they're still they're not actually recruiting all that well they're like 63rd in the country right now recruiting class it's a small class they only have 10 commits and you know they're going to do really well in the portal um so he's definitely improved that place and it's on the right track but it's not after one year where you're thinking this guy is can't miss. You got to go get him right away. It's gotten better, but uh, people still have questions and you kind of have to work through that as a head coach. You can find him on X at Chris Vanini. And it is from your, I refuse to call it X. It's from your Twitter Chris, that I found out that Jim Harbaugh, which we already knew he was a bit obsessed with Judge Judy. We found that out through the press conference. What I didn't realize is that he had actually been on Judge Judy. I learned that through you. Oh, he's a huge fan. He he told that story a number of times where he's watched the show all the time and he's he's been there. I, it might have been multiple times, I'm not sure, but but there's a there's a clip of an episode him and his dad Jack, they're sitting right there in the gallery right in view of the camera for one of the episodes that they recorded. So, yeah, I I can't believe I hadn't even put the two together when we knew they were going to court this Friday and uh mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think Jim Harbaugh will be maybe smiling as much as he was uh, when he was on Judge Judy, but uh, an apt comparison for him to make. Uh, I'm a lawyer. It's a little different. Jim's going to find out a little different uh, in real life on Friday than Judge Judy. Chris Vanini, the athletic senior writer. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Yep, thanks for having me. Do you think he's a Judge Judy guy or a Judge Wapner guy? He's a Judge oh, Judy geez. guy. He has made it very, very clear that he is a Judge Judy kind right. of guy, this Jim Harbaugh. Judge Wapner, oh, It's geez. like he's excited, you know, because he's such a fan. I think that's what he thinks Friday is going to be like. Not quite. Not quite. You know, not quite. 
they make it a little bit more entertaining for television than it is in real life. Although it'll still be plenty entertaining. I'm How much does sure it bother you when you Friday. watch when you watch the shows, or you watch the movies, and there are courtroom inaccuracies? I mean, like it, it's like soul crushing. It's so hard. It's being a lawyer, becoming a lawyer. It ruins a lot of that stuff for you, you know, because it's just so outlandish. Even now, I used to love the show Suits. And I saw, and it's a fun show, man, but it's so hard as a lawyer to watch that show, even though it's a fun show and you know, it's a fun show. And so it's had a resurgence in popularity. Of course, like all these shows end up having resurgences in the world of streaming. And I see ads for it now. And I'm like, how did I ever like that show? It's the most unrealistic thing. The best is like law and order. The best is like law and order SVU. when they come back with the DNA test, like 24 hours later, I have a detective friend who told me maybe you'll get it back in eight months. If they expedite it. So (laughs) law and order, the original law and order in particular is, is somewhat realistic, but the most unrealistic thing about law and order and SVU is incredibly unrealistic, but the original one, somewhat realistic. The most unrealistic thing about all of them though, is that everything happens in a day. It's like 24. I have a case (laughs) and now we're at trial and it's, Two days later. What? Talk yeah. about that. two years later, done. maybe. They get a lot of work they, done. They, they, get, they get work done on Law and Order. Ain't anything like that in real life. We'll see what kind of work done Michigan gets on Friday. They will have that hearing for that temporary restraining order, hoping that uh, their head coach can coach for the remainder of this suspension issued by the Big Ten. But we will see. Coming up next, we'll get to some of the NFL storylines that we haven't yet gotten to. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The football season never ends with Amber and Ian. Turn it up a notch! Turn it up a notch! This is the Hurry Up. The football season never ends, Jonathan Zaslow. I mean, it ends eventually. Never ends. Not here on Amber and Ian. It never ends. Did you not listen to the sounder? All right. Never ends here on Amber and Ian. But it especially doesn't end now because we're in the middle of the season. So it'd be weird if it. It'd be weird. weird. Uh, ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. That's the voice of Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. This is the hurry up. Let's get to it. Coach 10, Patriot 6. So you heard the good man there, Jonathan Zaslow. The Indianapolis Colts, they beat the New England Patriots in the most exciting game in NFL history. 
10 to 6 Gardner Minshew against Mac Jones. The matchup we have all been waiting for. Patriots suck, Zaslow. That makes oh, you and I happy. So we are happy. Dolphins fans. The uh, Colts, they've had some bad luck this season losing AR. But hey, another win here for Indianapolis sitting at 500. Yeah, I mean, the story coming out of this game is, like, it's it's just negative. There's nothing positive to talk about with this game. There's not even a positive angle to take with the Colts because who cares about the Colts winning a game 10-6 against the Patriots? The fact of the matter is, Patriots are second place in the NFL reverse standings. What's going to happen with Belichick? Is he going to wind up making it through the season, which I think he will, but Mac Jones, like, it's over, right? You know, Mac Jones was essentially benched twice Earlier this season, Belichick tried to play it off that, you know, he was, uh, game was out of hand. Why put him back in? Okay, if if you want to believe that, fine. But they pulled him with two minutes left in a one-score game with the football. He was benched yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how you come back from it. I, like, I I don't, they got a bye, and then they're playing the Giants when they come back. I think it's Bailey Zappi. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Bailey Zappi either. Of course, Bailey Zappi looked terrible. A terrible throw into triple coverage, icing the game there. I mean, if you, if you fake spike, situation. you can't throw an interception. Well, that, that's that's a, a, everybody knows that. It's a rule. An impossible. That's, that is the rule. I mean, it, it worked too. Like, if he had just actually thrown the football, you know, to not the other team, it would yeah. have been a good play because they fell for the fake spike. Nevertheless... It was executed poorly. Bailey Zappi was an impossible situation, though. I mean, he's coming in. He's ice cold. He's trying to win the game then in the last two minutes of the game. Like, aren't you totally setting him up for failure? And that's why two minutes are. left here. Win us the game. But you're also setting Mac Jones up for failure the way that you've been handling him and how he's had a different coordinator every season. And the it's not incredibly shocking that Mac Jones has regressed, frankly, with the way that the Patriots have handled things here. Over the last few years. So, yes, I, I, the Patriots, it's, I don't know if it's over for Bill Belichick, but I do think it's probably over, frankly, for Mac Jones. He'll get an opportunity, I would imagine, somewhere else. Let's talk about the Jets and the Raiders. The Raiders end up beating... Raiders 16, Jets 12. Forgot about your sound, Rachel. I apologize. Oh, 16 to go. 12. Very exciting game. Are we just picking the games with like the least amount of touchdowns scored? We're, what we're doing is we're we're picking the games that we're not talking about otherwise. And oh, okay. It just so happens that the games that's we're smart. not talking about otherwise are also the worst games that. Oh, that's a good way to do it. Okay. So it, we're trying to do it as a hurry up, you know? Yeah. Because these games suck. So <laughs> again, Raiders beat Jets. I, I just, I, I mean, another awful game, sixteen to twelve. Yeah. I. Uh, I think the story coming out of here is Robert Sala was pretty adamant after the game that they're sticking with Zach Wilson, which is weird because there's been a little bit of flip-flopping. It was like, I have the utmost confidence in Zach Wilson. And then last week it was, is he still your quarterback? Ah, I plead the fifth, even though we're on a court of law. And now yesterday, again, no touchdowns. Zach Wilson's my starting quarterback. I'm very confident in them. All right. Have it your way. I love when people plead the fifth when they're not in a court you of law. You got to. You got it's it. like how Jim Harbaugh also, you know, innocent until proven guilty. You got to play. And the I fifth. just want due process in the justice system. And uh, it's my favorite. And the government. He likens Bill, Big Ten to the government. I know we're not talking about Jim Harbaugh right now, but man, it drives me crazy. Nevertheless, this was a bad matchup. Antonio Pierce undefeated as a head coach. There you go. Falcons at Cardinals, Zaslow. I mean, the- Cardinals 25. 
Falcons 23. The best teams. Catch the, on batch, eventually? the best Maybe teams, not. the best matchups headed your way. Oh, are you asking me now about Falcons yeah, and now, Cardinals? Well, that's what I was going to do to set up the sounder, but y'all jumped on me. Kyler Murray, first game he's of the back. year. He's back. Ste- he's back, baby. He's back, baby. Steps, he, he was studying. He's got that clause in his contract, mm-hmm. so you know he had to study about the Falcons. You had uh, Ritter came in because yep. Taylor Heineke, he got hurt. They're a, a disaster. In a very winnable division, that was a game against a one-win team that the Falcons should have won. But Kyler Murray's back, baby. Kyler Murray's back, 19 of 32, 249 yards and an interception. Arizona gets the win. Arizona is that bad team that is a bad team, although here they get another another win. And some of these losses have been, frankly, closer. I mean, it's not like – I think you could say the Cardinals aren't as bad as some people expected them to be, even though they are in and fact they got bad. two wins. They got two they wins. They are bad. How much worse could they be? James, am I right? I feel like you're one of those people, right? I'm one of those people that what? That thought the Cardinals were going to be even worse than they actually yeah, they are. Two like, wins. They're bad. I you thought can make they, the I thought they not had the bad. potential to have like two out of the first three draft picks this year. See? I, they, I think they do. Ah, no. <laughs> they have the second worst record in the league. Yeah, ah. but the Texans are good. So that pick <laughs> isn't going to be as bad as oh, what okay. I thought it was going to be. Okay. So there you go. The a Falcons- lot hinged on the Texans, too. The Falcons are bad. Um, they're a mess. I don't know what was happening with the whole Desmond Ritter. And so then you have to bring him in anyways when Heineke gets Get injured. But I thought, yeah. wasn't Desmond Ritter? Wasn't there the whole injury? And then you wouldn't tell us, right? No, I think it was just the Falcons. Kind of, I, 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 he wouldn't I mean, I think tell Fal- us, though, Sazzle. He wouldn't admit to that. He wouldn't say it. He didn't, wanna, right, he didn't want to keep getting okay. asked about it. He was frustrated when he'd get asked about it. Okay. Why Desmond Ritter wasn't playing. So then he ends up having to play. It's not a great Falcons team. Anyway, you cut it. Coming up next, what's going to happen with the New England Patriots? We'll get back to that. ESPN Radio is on the app.